The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching call, and it's hard to believe that we are all the way through the summer, and here we are in September. So this is Frank Congelos, your host, and also with Dave Suki, our guest, and also co-host. Dave, great to see you. You too, Frank. Summer flu. Yeah. So as we're sitting here today, somebody said to me, can you believe Friday is already fall? And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that we're already there. <laughs> However, you know, you know, when you look at it, it's like, you know, the days are getting shorter. Yeah. And so it's that time of the year. It's yeah. also that time of the year as it relates to September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And so I know you, we've been doing this program for years and we always talk about life insurance when it comes to September. So, you know, with that in mind, Dave, you and I always have these conversations. And so, you know, when we're talking to people, what are the key aspects that we're really looking to get at, you know, as it relates to life insurance and what people should be thinking about? Because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and goes, hey, you know, I think I'm going to be going somewhere today. No, I don't think anybody's day starts like that. And the other side of that in, you know, our conversation, when you think about what it's about. I don't think that people view life insurance as a living benefit. They consider it more of a death benefit. So maybe we can spend our time today talking about both sides. Does it might, does it make my life any better as a living benefit aside from the death benefit side? So we'll start with the top reasons, things of that nature, but could it make my life better? Just the fact that I have it in place. Yeah, Frank, it's a good point. And, uh, if you've ever Googled life insurance, right? How many hits? A lot. Millions. <laughs> Lots. Millions. And ever and with those hits come a lot of information and a lot of opinions, right? So yeah, we sit across from people and talk to them and they make decisions around this topic because they wanna they tend to wanna do the right thing and you know, they usually have people in their lives that they love. But you're right. It's usually based on death. It's based on us not being here, our demise and then making sure financially our loved ones are taken care of, okay? And yet, during our lifetime, you've taught me this many years ago, the presence of it can create a better life for me too, my, myself, the owner of the, of, you know, of the coverage, you know? And, and not just in the type of coverage they have, Frank, but in actually how they structure it during their lifetime. So it was interesting. About two, three years ago, I'm in uh, Atlanta. I go to a coaching program down there. And I'm going out to dinner with a friend of mine. His name is Tim. And we're on our way to, to dinner and we're chatting. And he said to me, he goes, you know, Frank, he goes, I always get a kick out of when people say they don't need any more life insurance. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I just tell I haven't changed the wording. Because if they can say the following, he goes, then I agree with them. He goes, just take the word life insurance and replace it with money. So when people say, no, I don't need any more money, he goes, if they could say that, then it makes sense. He goes, but if they can't say that, then there may be a place for it because all that it is yeah. effectively is money that's going to be delivered at some point in the future. Yep. And so if we looked at that and we were to say, forget the fact that it pays a death. If it's money to be delivered in the future at an event, whether the event is a death, a retirement, whatever the case might be, how does it play in? So with that in, in mind... What are some of the key aspects, Dave, that we should be thinking about, you know, when it comes to it? 
Well, you're going to think about the purpose of the coverage, Frank. Okay, the amount, right, and the type. And I think it's in that, and it's in that order, right? And we recognize is um, we're we're out in society creating value, right? And we have this human life value that's associated to that. So the first thing that we teach people to think about is what do they understand that they are their greatest asset? And if that was to come to a sudden stop, how does that play out? Okay. And we talk to them about how to identify what their human life value is, Frank. All right. So what sum of money would need to be in play, all right, or in place based on a, 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 an investment rate of return, let's say three, four, five percent. Okay. Well, you know, use four as an example. How much of uh, how much cash flow would that provide to somebody in the event that they weren't here? Okay. And that's usually the first piece of that. So that's purpose, right? The purpose of the coverage, all right? And then you can get into the types and and all that stuff. And we can talk about that, you know, in terms of how it fits into an overall plan. So, you know, it's interesting as you were just saying that. Um, so I had a new client come to me and um, we were chatting and one of their things were, you know, they're talking about retirement. And so as we were talking about their retirement, you know, they were very focused on, and as they should be, by the way, uh, the amount of money that they've accumulated up till this point, And in a couple of years when they go out, how much that would actually provide them with retirement, you know, retirement income. And so one of the key things that I said to them, I said, well, I asked them a question. I said, can you tell me how long you're going to live? And so, you know, like all of us, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, then we very well can't spend down that retirement income over a scheduled period of time. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that the capital was going to stay in place. And as we had a little bit more dialogue on this, um, he mentioned that he had insurance because I was meeting him a little bit later. And the nice thing about the fact that he had insurance was, is as we were talking, I asked him a question. I said, do you have any problem with the fact that if your kids get the insurance, does that give you the permission mm-hmm. to then spend your retirement assets? Mm-hmm. And when he was like, well, I didn't think of it that way, but now that you said that, that makes sense. Because the difference is the following. So Dave, you said a magic number before. You said 4%. 4%. So if we look at uh, distribution rates, 4% is what many people will say is a safe distribution rate where you don't run out of money. However, if I was receiving principal and interest over my life expectancy, and there are financial strategies that do that, the distribution rate may be 50% higher. Yeah. It might go from 4% to 6 or 65 or even 7%, meaning that they can get perhaps substantially more money living off their principal and interest versus just living off their interest. So just the presence of the insurance yeah. in place gives them the permission to do that. And when I say the permission, it's that mind space of knowing that they could do it if mm-hmm. they choose to do it. And so it's really a key factor it's when it, we look at that. It is, Frank. It's impactful. And think about all the the risks that we take with our money or, or the risks that uh, our money's exposed to. You just mentioned, you know, we're just talking about interest rates, right? Fluctuation of interest rates, okay? Um, bonds aren't paying much right now, Frank, are they? Fixed income portfolios aren't really generating a whole lot of interest. So what is, what is the investor asked to do? Maybe raise that level of risk. Maybe, should, maybe they're having more stocks in their portfolio. Yet the presence of life insurance, all right, could allow them to take less risk and generate more cash flow because of the strategy, because they're backing up 
the asset with, like you said before, money. And, and that's all it is, you know, and it's asset protection, asset insurance in retirement. And, and, and that's the reason why, you know, when I, we started the conversation, I said, does it make my life better? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather start the conversation on that. And then, you know, we can always go to the conversation and saying, you know, so if I go back to that couple, Dave, that we were talking about, which I'm catching them two years prior to retirement. Well, if you really think about that, so let's say I caught them at the age of 63 or 64. Now, if I just projected back 30 years ago, you know what they didn't have? That 401k plan in that retirement account. So when the assets aren't there early in life, I need to have something that will replace that income or create assets in the event something happens early, which is the reason why insurance makes so much sense, which is... It's there to create the asset if I go too soon, and it's there to replace the asset if I go late. So it gives me the best of both worlds when you look at it. Yep. Yep. And when you stack it in an effective and efficient manner, Frank, in, the, in, you know, in your planning, it really does make your life better, as you said, and, and it allows you that flexibility. And nowadays, things change so fast on us, Frank, you gotta be flexible. Because if you're not flexible, you're going to get stuck, and then you're not going to be happy. Your results aren't going to be where you want them to be. It, and it's always, you know, I'm doing this for a while now. You know, I started when I was <laughs> yeah. 10. So, you know, okay. in, in doing this for 35 years, you see people at all different aspects of their life. You see them in the beginning stage, mid-stage, late stage. And what I always find which is interesting is when I'm talking to a client and all of a sudden they realize that something changed. And it's your, usually their health. Mm-hmm. And upon recognition that their health is different and that maybe their life expectancy might not be what they had projected, and it's almost like a mirror that you all of a sudden you just get to look at your own mortality, then all of a sudden they do this mental accounting and sometimes a little bit more than mental accounting to go, am I okay and are they okay? But the interesting part of that and the challenge is by time they're figuring it out, it's too late. Because at that point, yep. whatever they've done up till that point is what they've got to live with going forward. I, you can't fix it later. Nope. You got to get it taken care of or actually have the right type of planning in place where it's flexible enough to make it happen. Absolutely right. Yeah, Frank, absolutely right. And you, you never know. So this is, you know, an awareness thing, right? September is the Life Insurance Awareness Month. It's about being aware of... Are you covered? Do you have it? Do you have your, your your act together now and not waiting on this stuff? And that's what we see because I've you've been doing this thirty five years, Frank. Correct. Okay. Uh, I started when I was ten too. I did. I've been doing it eighteen. I've never heard somebody say to me they wish they had less. Good point. Always, Frank. And when you're in this business long enough and you really see how it impacts people, it's always I wish I had more. All right. Or I wish I can keep it longer. I wish I wasn't going to change the way it yes. is. Yes. I wish I, you know what? I wish I would have done this differently had I known that, that these things could unfold the way that they did or these strategies that are in place that, that they, they can't utilize. So, so we have a question that we pose to people from time to time. And since it is Life Insurance Awareness Month, I'd like to pose this question to our listeners this month. If it was free, how much would you have? And, and Dave, what do you think the answer should be there? As much as I could get. Now, now that being the case, here's what's interesting: is the insurance companies actually 
have a limit on what they'll provide you. And yes. it's what Dave referred to before is your human life value, which is normally it'll be anywhere from 15 to 20 times income because what they're doing is replacing the value of your income over that period of time. Mm -hmm. And when I just pose that question, I think that the real art of working with a good advisor and a good planner is it should be part of their responsibility to show people how to acquire the right amount of coverage without living differently. Because right. what we tend to do is we, we, in our life, we go, if this, then that. And so when I pose the question, if it was free, would you want it? Everybody's like, yeah, I'd want it. But then they think to themselves, yeah, but then I'm going to have less to live on. And the reality is, is with some good planning, it may actually, not that sure. it's going to be free, but it may be revenue neutral that there's another way to do it where you don't live any different, but you have the right amount. Absolutely, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, that is what we've done here for many years is that revenue neutral and, you know, not like you said, saving more without living less, you know, and teaching people if they if they have an efficient overall plan that this can be part of it and be done the right way. So, so it's interesting is when you just said that and, you know, this is kind of a perspective maybe we'll end on this way of looking at it is suppose it costs someone an extra hundred thousand dollars to have the right amount of insurance throughout their lifetime. Sure. So if we really thought about that, what does it really cost you in retirement? So based upon your number of 4%, it costs you 4,000 a year, right? Yep. But on the other side of that is if I then had the ability to then spend assets and now I get 40 or 50% more income off yep. of those assets because I'm spending principal and interest, not just interest, so it's not saying like I'm getting 40% interest. What I'm saying is instead of getting 4%, I spend principal and interest, I get six. Yep. So I'm getting a higher distribution rate. Yep. And that higher distribution may, may well exceed that extra four or $5,000 a year that perhaps somebody lost the cash flow yeah, on. Absolutely, Frank. So absolutely. just, you know, it's interesting. I came up with a couple of new acronyms. I don't know if you've heard these yet, Dave. Go ahead. So I came up with what's called in order to really see how you're set with your finances, you should know what I call is your ACF. So ACF is what I refer to as asset cash flow. Because what we all want to know is, yeah. all right, so where do you accumulate assets over our lifetime? The way to really determine how you're doing financially is, what's the cash flow you can get off those assets? So if what we accumulate are cars and houses and stuff. Yeah and it doesn't produce cash flow, okay? When we think in terms of, you know, well, so-and-so, I love you, and you have all these assets, well, those assets may not create any cash flow. That's right. That's so it's right. one of those of, honey, I left you a million bucks, but I left you no money to live. Yep. Yep. So life insurance comes into that. And then the other acronym that I came up with is I call it ADR. What's the asset distribution rate? Mm -hmm. And if in knowing that you can do some planning and increase the distribution rate on your yeah. asset by utilizing principal and interest, if you end up with more, then there, there's some planning opportunities for you. Like both of them. So you'll yeah. be using them going forward, Absolutely. won't you? Absolutely. So, so what everyone who's listening should be asking themselves and speaking to their advisor about is, it is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Do you have full replacement value for your income? And also, what do the assets look like? And then work on what's your ACF, what's your asset cash flow, 
and what's the projected asset distribution rate when you get to retirement because those are the things that are going to really dictate your quality oh, of life yeah, absolutely so Dave last uh, couple of topics maybe you can just address real quickly is there's a lot of confusion in the marketplace on types of insurance. Ooh. Do you have any opinions on these things? <laughs> we have. You don't need a whole other show for opinions. I have some facts, Frank. You know, some, some. if we were to keep it very generic, yeah. there's only yeah. a couple of different types, and they have different purposes. Yeah, correct, Frank. There's there's two that we've grown up with, right? But now variations of these two: term insurance and permanent insurance. So if you think in terms of type, term and permanent, right? Term's gonna be for a period of time, and likely is gonna be a set premium over that period of time. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They go out as far as 30 years now, okay? And you'll lock in whatever your rate is at your age, and that's how the insurance company will likely you know, price it. And, and it is relatively expensive, so it's not a big deal to get the right type of insurance, even if they use term. Co correct, no, that's okay. So, so it could be it cheap, a, but it, you can get the right coverage. It has its place, Frank. Some people, you know, as you said, building those assets they can only that's the best or most efficient type for them to own early in life maybe okay Perfect. or their situation the other type permanent there's so many different variations frank i mean you've been doing this a long time how many products have come and gone in the marketplace with different features and benefits we talk about that right they, they bring all these things out complicated some of them frank real simple permanent insurance is something that's bought because typically you want it to last your entire life so, so when you, know, you just permanent. said that so if we're looking to be able to maximize the use of assets later, you, there needs to be an element of permit for replacement value. Because the term insurance may terminate before the capital that I'm trying to spend down or whatever the case might be, and then that's not going to work. That, that's correct. And, and Frank, insurance companies are smart. They do their homework. I think, you know, recent studies, less than really 1% of term policies end in claim. Does that mean I get lucky if I get it? I'm not going to die? <laughs> <laughs> That's really what that means, right? So if you own it, your good thing is you're probably going to, they expect you to be here. So they know that, okay? So there's a, you know, with those those dollars you mentioned, you know, there could be a lost opportunity cost on those dollars. You know, that's never really looked at sometimes. It's, you know, there's a lot of comparisons of these types and they go back and forth. But what's missed a lot is, well, what's the presence of the death benefit later mean to me? And if it's in, if it's increased asset cash flow, yep. or my distribution rate's better, that has a value to me. Big value. Okay. And that may also um, protect me against throwing money out the window because it's not going to likely end in a claim because I lose that money, Frank, and I lose its buying power and the interest I could have made on and how I kept it. It's a great perspective. So that's that when you start having these conversations, the light bulb goes off like they feel like they're really being coached like oh I didn't realize I didn't look at it that way and yet it's really it's a fact you know when you when you start to break it down great perspective and and again you know at the end of the day it's whatever coverage is in place on the date that something actually happens is really what matters I don't care if it's term or permanent That's they're right. both going to have a check sent but you want to make sure you got the right amount of coverage it covers you for whether it's your human life value or it's your asset replacement value either or and it is what it is, but work with a professional and they'll help you to get the right coverage. Yep. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is a production of the Institute of Responsible Wealth. And you've been listening to Dave Suki, and this has been Frank Congelos. Have a great month. We look forward to talking to you in October. Happy fall. 
Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.